Hello and welcome to the first of our three-part video summary series examining all you need to know when it comes to analysing the love and relationships poems within the poetry anthology. This is useful to uh, be aware of, especially if you're studying these poems as part of your AQA syllabus exams. And in this video, we'll be looking at the first cohort of poems and the structure, language, as well as techniques that the authors use, or rather the poets use, to present these poems. The anthology begins with When We Two Parted by Lord Byron. Now, this poem is about the speaker who's recounting when he and his lover parted and how he's still grieving over the event. He hears people talking and gossiping about her and this hurts him. Now, there's lots of dark imagery and pathetic fallacy that's used in this poem. And in many ways, this is used to convey a deep sense of grief from the narrator's perspective. The writer of this poem is Lord Byron, who was a British nobleman and writer. He was a key poet in the Romantic movement. Be aware that the Romantic movement was a movement between the 17 and 1800s and anything associated to nature was associated with purity, innocence and nature was seen as ex extremely idealistic. So the village and the countryside was idealistic and anything that was associated with the city was seen as very corrupting. And this is very much a view that's adopted by Lord Byron as well as some of the other Romantic poets who we'll see in this anthology. Now, when it comes to the structure and the language that's used in this poem, be aware that the poem is comprised of four stanzas or eight lines each with an ABAB rhyme scheme. In terms of the structure of the poem, it shifts from the past initially to the present and then ends with respect to the future. However, the future, which usually is typically portrayed as something bright, actually in this poem is seen as a very bleak from the narrator's perspective. He's lost the person that he loves. We're not sure how he lost them. It seems very sudden and it seems that there's a scandal and the future seems very bleak for him. The poem uses language in reference to death and it compares the end of the relationship to death. It also uses some sensual language like cold touch, pale and chill. And this language, interestingly enough, is in some ways the opposite of love poetry which is quite warm it invokes happy feelings whilst in this case very sad and cold imagery and language is used the attitudes that this poem explores are grief anger sadness and there's some secrecy we don't know why the narrator and his lover separated we just know that it was sudden and there was some scandal involved love's philosophy is another poem in the anthology by percy shelley in this poem, the speaker is talking to a woman and he's addressing her and he's trying to convince her to be with him. He's giving her all the reasons that they should be together. He compares romantic love to how everything in nature is intertwined and thus this is how humans should be in romantic love. Percy Shelley was another romantic era poet and hence the fact that the narrator in this poem particularly uses nature and compares nature to show how everything couples together is very much in line with how romantic era poetry was. Nature was used to illustrate wholeness, purity, happiness and in this case the narrator is trying to convince the woman that it's within the order of nature that they should be together. In terms of the structure and language, the poem is made up of two stanzas of eight lines each. The two stanzas represent the narrator as well as the lover or the woman he's trying to woo. There's an ABAB -A -B rhyme scheme, 
but the last of the line of each stanza does not fit the rhyme because the last line is a rhetorical question. In terms of the structure, each stanza outlines a speaker's argument of why the woman should be with him. And as I mentioned, it ends with a rhetorical question. It's meant to convince the woman to be with him. Always remember that rhetorical questions are used to convince whoever is listening uh, to take up the speaker's argument. The speaker personifies things in nature. He also uses religious language throughout the poem to show how love is a very sacred and godly thing. And the attitudes that this poem uh, explores is desire, a longing for someone and sexual frustration as the narrator may not get what he wants. Porphyria's Lover by Robert Browning. This poem uh, begins with the narrator sitting at his home and he's joined by his lover Porphyria. Also remember that porphyria is the name of a disease that can make one go mad. She flirts with him and comforts him. However, he ignores her. We get the sense that he's not happy and he's upset. And also the weather, pathetic fallacy is used to reveal this because it's quite dark and stormy when porphyria comes in. The poem develops and it takes a dramatic shift when the speaker strangles Porphyria with her blonde hair and he opens her eyes and sits next to him and there's this very macabre image this very ghoulish imagery that's presented at the end as he spends the rest of the night beside her dead body. Robert Browning in terms of context was a Victorian poet. Now remember the Victorian era was between the 18 to 1900s and Robert Browning very much fitted within this genre. And he was known for his irony and his dark humour. Also remember that Robert Browning was married to Elizabeth Barrett Browning, another author who has a poem in this anthology. Now going back to Porphyria's Love of the Poem itself, the poem is one long stanza. It seems almost to be a dramatic monologue by the main narrator. And the poem has an ABBB rhyme scheme. And in terms of the structure, the poem recounts one event and the first and second half mirror each other. So in the first, the speaker is unmoving and in the second, the lover herself is unmoving. In terms of the language, the speaker parallels language associated with love with violence, such as a burning kiss. In terms of the attitudes explored in the poem, the first is madness because it appears that the speaker is mentally disturbed. In many ways, he appears to be very unstable. Uh, another attitude that's explored is sin and indifference, for instance, when the speaker is ignoring his lover. Sonnet 29 is uh, written by Elizabeth Bar Browning, the wife of Robert Browning. The sonnet itself uh, reveals the speaker addressing her lover and telling him how she thinks of him when they're apart. She seems very obsessed with her lover. In the second half of the poem, she says that her thoughts are about him, uh, but they do not compare to being with him in real life, and she longs to be close to him. In terms of the author herself, Elizabeth Barrett Browning was a very famous uh, Victorian-era poet, and she inspired writers like Emily Dickinson. Also remember that her relationship with Robert Browning was at first forbidden by her father, so in many ways Sonnet 29 might reveal the phase which she went through whereby she was initially forbidden from seeing Robert Browning, but she overcame this and still persisted with their relationship. In terms of the structure, the poem is written as a sonnet, and this is one of the most traditional uh, love forms of love poetry. The speaker uses an extended metaphor throughout the poem, comparing her thoughts to nature. 
and she uses phrases like my thoughts do twine and bud, comparing her thoughts to a vine and using other natural language and imagery to reveal her deep love for the person that she's obsessed with. In terms of attitudes, the first is longing, so the speaker is awaiting to see her lover again and she constantly thinks of him. The poem also explores happiness as the speaker knows she will see him again and is happy for his presence in her life. Neutral Tones is another poem by Thomas Hardy and the speaker in this poem and his lover are standing by a pond. The poem is very dark because we find that the speaker's lover seems disinterested in him and we know and we learn through the poem that the relationship has come to an end. The neutral tones as grey colours, ash, darkness and things associated with death to really again symbolise the death of a relationship. However, in this, it seems that they have fallen out of love with each other. In terms of the author himself, Thomas Hardy was a Victorian realist. He was very critical of the decline of rural populations and Victorian society in general. And his writing tended to be quite dark and sardonic. Now, in terms of the structure, the poem is written in four stanzas with four lines each, meaning they are quatrains. The first and last line of each stanza rhyme and the last line of each stanza is intended to give it a longer pause. The poem starts at a pond and brings the reader back to the pond in the last stanza again. So it's quite circular in structure and it seems that the narrator has been hurt by love several times, perhaps is going through the motions. In terms of the language, the language in the poem is quite neutral and related to death. And in, as I mentioned before, it's essentially the death of a relationship. And the attitudes explored in this poem are neutrality, this falling out of love. Uh, love is also compared to death. Uh, love is not passionate in this poem. It's not fiery. In fact, it's fallen apart slowly and it's become very cold. And the speaker, as a result, has become very bitter and negative about love. That's all for this first grouping of poems. If you found this video useful, do subscribe and give us a thumbs up. And if you need more detailed revision worksheets to accompany your study of this anthology, make sure you check out www.firstratetutors.com. We have very detailed cheat sheets on this anthology. And do come back to, for part two, which summarises the other poems in the anthology. Thank you so much for listening.